This is the Harvest Baptist Church Fighter Verse podcast. Our mission as a church is to know Jesus Christ and to make him known. Uh, thanks for pressing play and listening in or watching, depending on what format you're watching this in. I'm Keith Meyer. I'm the pastor at Harvest Baptist Church. I'll be serving as scripture interpreter and applier. Today, our fighter verse for this week, as you saw in the scripture, if you were, or bulletin rather, if you were here on Sunday, is 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 through 5. And so I'm going to read the fighter verse and then we'll walk through a slightly different way of interpreting and applying the scripture. Uh, turn there in your Bible, if, if you can, or look it up on your phone, or you can, you can go to the Harvest uh, Facebook page where um, we post every single week, we post uh, an, a scripture image, and uh, you're able to have that as a reminder. Um, but let's read 1 Peter 1, 3 through 5, where it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. That's 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through Five. Uh, so how do we do applications? Um, I, I took the space pets analogy uh, or, or acronym that I was using, which, uh, you know, there's a there's a distinct um, way of looking at the scripture. And I still think that's good. It just feels it feels pretty complex. Um, so uh, I met with a uh, an international mission board uh, missionary uh, just a couple weeks ago. I had breakfast with him and his wife, and he mentioned uh, something that that I taught a long time ago in Sunday school called the sword uh, Bible study method. And I thought, hey, I ought to bring that back. So um, here's here's just an overview sheet on the on the sword method, but it's it's pretty simple when you when uh, when I explain it. Right, a sword uh, has a handle and a, a tip to the blade, uh, and then generally there's a a handle. And, uh, and so the tip points up, the handle is something that, that we hold on to, and then the blade has two sides. And so uh, the way the sword method works is, is you ask, uh, as it points up, you ask, what does this passage say about God? Um, you hold on to the handle. What does it say about people? Uh, and not just people, but what does this say about me? Because I'm part of this, uh, whether or not I'm, I'm part of uh, the faith, you know, whether or not I'm a, I'm a believer, the scripture says certain things to me. If I'm, if I'm not a believer, then it says uh, other things to me and tells me what it is that I should do, how I come into a relationship with the Lord. And then, and then the sword blades, the, the left and the right, um, follow uh, what's called the, the SPEC acronym, right? S-P-E-C, which is, is there a sin to avoid? Is there a promise to claim? That's, that's one side. Um, and then the other side is there's is there an example to follow or a command to obey, right? So pretty pretty simple. Um, sword points up. What does it say about God? Um, the handle. What does it say about me? And then spec sin, promise, example, command. Okay, uh, and there may be some some chance to appeal to uh, space pets, but I just I think this is much easier to to work this way. So what do we see in our passage here when we when we go through the sword method? First, uh, what do we learn about God? Well, God is the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, what does this mean about Trinitarian thinking, right? We believe that, that God is one God, and yet he exists in three persons. They share the same uh, being. They are of the same essence, but they are distinct persons. 
Um, so there's Father, Son, and Spirit, uh, and they each have their uh, their their tasks, and they each uh, have distinct personalities. But many times when the New Testament speaks of God, um, he there it's it's distinctly talking about the Father because when you look at salvation, right, God is the planner he's the architect he's the sender of the son and the son is the one who comes and acts as the agent of the father he takes on flesh um, and then he he lives his earthly ministry in life goes to the cross uh, pays the penalty for our sins is raised and now he reigns at the right hand of god uh, so so the scriptures will often uh, refer to the father as god and here it says blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus Christ. So Jesus as a, a man, fully God and fully man, who did he worship? He worshiped his father. Um, and so uh, the, he's he's God and he's father to Jesus. Um, so uh, that's what we, we, we learn about him. There's other things too. Uh, notice it says that he causes us because of his merciful heart, he causes us to be born again. Um, now this doesn't mean that we don't have some responsibilities. We believe in uh, something called compatibilism, where uh, the scripture can say, hey, do this, as in command us. We take an action. We use our will to uh, to to act. But yet at the same time, the scripture can say that God is accomplishing something through us and he's, um, he's working through us or enabling us. Uh, so it says he causes us to be born again. It's God's initiative in sending the Son and, uh, and drawing us to himself. Um, and, and convicting us of sin. All these things uh, happen because of the, the ministry of the Spirit and because of the work that Jesus did. But God causes us to be born again. Uh, he, and he does, this, uh, he, he does this through the resurrection of, of Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus has resurrection power. His life is indestructible, and, and our life is united with his life. So God causes us to be born again through the resurrection of Christ. Uh, and also, we're, we're born again to an inheritance, and, and the description of that inheritance we'll get into in just a second. But notice that it says it's kept in heaven for you. Uh, the inheritance is kept for us. So God is keeping us as well. He's maintaining that inheritance. Um, and it also says that he guards us with his power for a salvation to be revealed in the last time. So what do we learn about God? Um, he's a father. He has a heart of mercy. He causes us to be born again. He does that through the resurrection, through sending Jesus. He keeps our inheritance. He guards us with his power. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? There's a lot about God in these, in these short verses here. Now, what do we learn about ourselves? Um, one, we learn that if we're in right relationship with God, he describes us as being born again, not just born physically, but born spiritually. And we're born to a hope. Um, it's not just present things that, that are happening to us, but there is an inheritance that we're going to receive that we, that we hope in. And, uh, and this inheritance, uh, it, it has to do with forgiveness, it has to do with union with God, but it also has to do with, with having eternal life and eventually being with God and there's no more pain and no more suffering. This inheritance that we receive is imperishable, 
undefiled, it's unfading, so uh, it, will, it will never stop, it'll never get corrupted. Have you ever gone into your pantry and found um, that, uh, you know, maybe the onions have turned and they're inedible, or you go and you open up the rice container and there's like some moths in there or something, you know, um, and so you thought you had something and it was good, but it, it, it became corrupted. It's also unfading. Um, it, it won't lose its luster slowly over time or lose its power. Um, and it uh, and, and so so God, God gives us that hope. Um, we're also waiting for it. And so we're to wait expectantly. Now, this doesn't mean that um, that we just sit and do nothing and wait. I don't know if you've ever had to wait for someone to come pick you up. They say, hey, I'm going to be there. Uh, at this time, and you know, you're not going to keep texting them or harassing them and calling them. When are you going to be here? And so you're waiting. Uh, one of the things that I like to do, uh, because I think this is the way that God has designed the universe, um, I either say, "Oh, I'm waiting. I'm going to grab a book, or I'm going to try to like wash some dishes or straighten up something as I'm waiting." Because the minute I start waiting, the person shows up. Right? That's just the way the universe works. Uh, the book thing is particularly uh, helpful. Um, because it, it, it's, it's, it's like, it's like they show up and they prevent you from doing the thing. Um, so, so, uh, we're to be waiting for him and we're to be actively waiting, doing what while we wait. Now, this isn't necessarily in the verse, but, uh, growing in our knowledge of him, cultivating our character, cultivating our obedience, sharing the gospel with other people, investing in our church family, investing in God's mission. These are, these are active waiting things while we wait for him to deliver our hope. And one day we're going to receive that hope. We're also guarded by God, but we're guarded through faith, right? Uh, it says we're guarded through faith. So God's doing the action, but there we see that compatibilistic. Um, we see that, that action that we're told. Um, so we cultivate and grow our faith, and this guards us. So God is guarding us, and he's doing it using our faith. Now, is there a sin in this passage? I don't see one. Um, there is a promise. The promise is that we have an inheritance that's imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, and it's kept. And another promise is that we are being guarded. Um, I, I love that that all of the important things here all depend on God. Um, and that means that we can't mess them up, right? Uh, is there an example? So this is uh, sin, promise, example, command. No, um, there's there's no example. There's no command. Uh, but there is a, a, a truth here, and I, I just discussed that a minute ago. Um, that uh, the idea that we're um, we're we're guarded through faith, and so we ought to we ought to lay hold of that. Um, that's something to praise the Lord for, right? Uh, that's that's good news. Um, that, that, that God is in charge here and he's securing our salvation and, and we're waiting and he's guarding it while we wait for it. Uh, and this is why we say with Peter that God is to be blessed. And that means uh, in this place, it means praised. So, well, there we go. Uh, feel free to leave a comment, uh, whether you find this on Facebook or on Twitter, shoot me an email. Um, I'll be back um, with another fighter verse, if you uh, give me some significant feedback, maybe I'll do another episode and uh, and share that. You can find more about fighter verses. Uh, we use the uh, the fighter verse schedule from Bethlehem Baptist Church. Uh, you can find a fighter verse app on the App Store. Uh, you can find the uh, annual schedule at fighterverses.com. Um, 
And uh, I just appreciate you taking so much time to uh, listen to the Harvest Baptist Church Fighterverse podcast. Feel free to leave a comment or, or feedback. Um, you can always learn more about Harvest Baptist Church at harvestbc.com. Um, you can join our live stream on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. Or uh, maybe look up the address and come and join us for a visit. Love to have you. God bless you.